Tune in to the hottest sports talk show on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. We're live this evening. This is our 6.30 um, half hour here, and we're celebrating Women's History Month. I love this month. And we're going to get in our guest in just a moment, Nidia um, Harvin from Temple University, and she's an administrator there, um, to say the least. But in, in watching some of her bio, she is a lot more. I'm going to welcome in my co-host, Tim Moore. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, Princess. How are you? Doing really good, doing really good. Welcome in my co-host, David the Duck Riley. How are you, sir? I'm okay, Princess. If you stop cutting me off, I'll, I'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think. I saw you drop, Duck. I didn't. I don't think I closed you out. You know, maybe Dr. Ross came back and did that. I didn't. I didn't do that, Duck. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All righty, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you hear it, don't you, Tim? I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> and nobody warned me that he was from West Virginia also. Um, uh, we, we're sure. We can, yeah, we couldn't give you too much, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> too much information is dangerous. All right, oh, let's, let's welcome in Miss Harvin here, and welcome to the show. This is our featured guest today. Uh, her mic is open. Miss Harvin, how are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Thank you all for having me. It is our pleasure. It is our honor for sure. You're going to talk to Duck and Tim first, and I'll come up at the end. I'm excited to hear your story and how you're doing. Duck and Tim. Thank you much. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right, Nydia, I want to take us all the way back to the beginning where you first got started. I mean, take take me to middle school, to high school, to college. And then where you are now. Yeah, yeah, give it give it to us. Let the listeners know how it all got started. Well, actually, where it all got started was back in uh, Trinidad, in Port of Spain, uh, Trinidad, in the West okay. Indies, where I was born. And I was there up until I was nine years old. And then my mom uh, came to the U.S. Uh, by herself and on her own and uh, started a life and then brought my brother and I up and uh, I continued uh, in New York, out on uh, West Hempstead, New York. I went to school in what's called the Malvern School District, so I spent nine years there. And then, kind of like my mom, I came to Temple sight on scene. So I just came to Philadelphia and came to Temple and never left. Wow, okay. So, that, so that's been part of my part of my my story, and then uh, working, uh, being a temple student. So I am a temple. I am temple made and temple proud, and uh, I am an alum. Now, what made you choose temple? Did you have other schools that you were looking at? I was actually. Um, I actually applied to two schools. I applied to Temple. And I applied to Maryland. And the reason for it was that both programs had what I was looking for, which was a computer science program, because that was, I was a, actually a computer science major. 
is how I started out. And that's actually how I found Temple was being on the computer that they had at the time and actually looking up the information. But also they had both had a theater and dance program, which is also what I was into in high school. So it just so happened that I got in on the early acceptance to Temple. So when everybody in my senior year, when everybody is finding out in January of their graduating year, so when for me it's 79, I found out in November of 78 that I had been accepted to Temple. And wow. since they were the, it was like first come first serve. I jumped, <laughs> and also it was, it was the, uh, it worked out great because it was only about two hours away if I had to get home for any reason because I was the, I'm the eldest of five. And um, so just in case mom uh, needed some help, then I would I was able to get home if need be. Okay. So that, that's now, how that transpired in me being at Temple. And I ended okay. up not graduating with that major at all. Okay. So what major did you graduate with? I ended up graduating with the major called Organizational Studies, which is now – also no longer a major at Temple. It's now been incorporated into the adult organizational uh, development studies program. So it's a combination of with psych classes and econ classes, business classes, but it's a a total uh, adult organization or management type uh, classes that what I ended up taking and what I ended up graduating with. Okay. Graduation comes about. Now what? Well, actually, I was already working at Temple when graduation came about. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I'm one of those that uh, went to school. uh, As I could say, life intervened, and I ended up having a a lovely child. And uh, then I had to put studies on hold until uh, he was old enough to be able until I felt that he was old enough to be able to, to be at home while I went and started back taking one class, one class, one class, one class. And as everything was slowly coming down, then I was able to start taking like, okay, I can go into take a class in the summer, take a class in the fall, take a class in the spring. And I started doubling up a little bit. So I ended up graduating actually in 2006, but I was already – I had already started working at Temple. I started working full-time at Temple in 1985. 80, yeah, 85. September 31st, 1985. Okay. Was my first full day of work. And you were but doing I, what in 85? I ended up working in the um, – when I, when I got in, in Paley Library. I was actually a clerk in the library. So it was it was a very roundabout way as to how I got into athletics. I actually learned my craft from being with Coach Cheney. I was actually oh. when he first got hired, I was actually one, I was a student worker in his. I got hired in his office, so I had Coach Cheney and I had Essie Davis, uh, Jay Norman, and uh, it's. I mean, I had a fantastic group of people to learn how to do the job that I have now or what made me to be as well as I guess know that my personality was was what was that I needed to do this. 
or that I could do this. Okay, and, and the reason why I got you on the show because, Nitty, I, I, what you do, I mean, it shouldn't go unnoticed. I mean, you kind of, you kind of the lifeline of what happens with the head coach, and I, I don't think people realize the impact that you have at Temple University. And when I put your stuff out there today, <laughs> everybody wanted to comment. On what a great person <laughs> was, and I'm sure you saw some of it. So, which you know, it's, which is a good. Well, that's that, that, that's the love I get and the love I give, you know, especially to my to my players, to my guys, and and the girls because with all the the ladies that's come through through our department, especially in football, I, you know, if I can help them in any way with a recommendation or put them in touch with someone else. And that's what I do. I try and, and pass it along. And even for my guys, I still do, you know, do that today. It's like I try to, to make sure they is like, okay, what major? We've got somebody who, who's out here who's already doing this, and you need to talk to him. You need to find out if this is what you really want to do. So that's, that's part of – that wasn't something that most people, I think, would do. But that's kind of – that's what I also learned, as I said, coming into this business and being who I am. I'm always trying to be helpful. You know, you helped, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it helped me with some young people, too, so I appreciate it. I, I want to ask you about how many different head coaches have come and gone, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're still there. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm up to nine. Wow. <laughs> okay. And everybody brings something yeah. I'm sure different it, to the it, table. And actually, and and so actually, it's 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 crazy, but yeah, I am up to nine. I started in, as I said, in in working in football in 1986, um, and that was with Bruce Arians. <laughs> so I go all the Bruce B A N. I go go way back, um, and uh, still still have connection with him and uh, still talk to him. But, uh, yeah, we st- I started working for in his office or in the office because I was not his assistant. I was actually just – it was three three uh, secretaries at the time that we were, we were being called. One of them was for him, and myself and another young lady were the two for – everybody else. So we were off we ended up splitting offense, defense coaches or offense, defensive side of the ball and defense and actually special teams on the side of the ball when I was at with uh, Bruce Arians. And then uh after Bruce came Jerry Burnt and with Jerry Burnt is when I became the recruiting secretary. So that's all I handled was recruits and parents. And that's also too you learn about dealing with parents and dealing with the public. Um, really dealing with them, dealing with high school coaches, dealing with the uh, NFL coaches, um, or dealing with their staff. So a lot of that came about, and I did recruiting for Coach Burnt and then Coach Dickerson. And then I took a break from football for about seven years, but I did not leave Temple. And then I came back into football with Bobby Wallace. So it's like in the lineage of the coaches, I still ended up with 
working for every single head coach that's been there since Bruce Arians. Wow. And so then it was Bobby Wallace, and that's where I became the assistant to the to the head coach was when Bobby Wallace was there, and then with uh, Coach Golden, Coach Adagio, Coach Rule. I had Manny Diaz for about two weeks, and then uh, Coach Carey, and then uh, now Coach Drayton. So that's my, my lineage of coaches. Now, each one, did you do something different for each one of the coaches? I heard about the recruiting. Uh, so did they kind of broaden your your job description or – you kind of kept things the same with the the rest of the coaches that you just named. No, because in like for for Bruce, as I said, I wasn't his, and I wasn't Coach Burns, or Coach Dickerson. So okay. those three, I was actually in the basically I was uh, dealing with recruiting, and and again, still had to deal with the public, but dealing more with recruiting, and then with Coach Wallace is where I became. Um, yes, I was his assistant, but my job entailed still dealing with the other coaches' time, dealing with recruiting as well, because I would be there. Back then, we didn't have the amount of people that we have now working, and I was still helping out with recruiting. So I was still helping with that, doing dealing with parents. I still now deal with parents, so that hasn't that hasn't changed that part aspect of it, but. It broadened out into now I also deal with the administration, uh, a temple administration, athletic administration, where in my earlier days I didn't have to deal with be it taking calls or anything from the president's office or from the athletic office. I wasn't the one that had to do that, but now I do. Now I've had to do that for a number of years, but my job is slowly changing. It's it's changing now. You know, there are a number of now, uh, be it men or women, who are football operations, and they are now also doing the job that I do. So it's it's like being it's been split off. You have a chief of staff, so now you have some of that. Some of what I used to do now goes to the chief of staff, and you have the football operations person, and you have a recruiting coordinator. So what I used to do has now been split it off into different areas so everybody can cover more ground. And so I help out in all those areas still. Okay. Well and I was going to say, whatever the head going, coach, whatever the coach needs. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, but you're still dealing with the parents and the recruits that come in to Temple. Yes, I do. I do. I still, I get to meet them. I get to meet the, the parents and, and at times talk to parents because a lot of times, I would end up being one of the first, you know, besides myself and uh, Tori uh, Tico, who's our, our football uh, director of football operations. So between us, uh, we definitely uh, deal with the parents. I have a parents-only Facebook page. So we get mm-hmm. information out to the parents um, that way. For those who are who don't like using or don't read their emails all that often, um, I also put it out there on on Facebook, and it's just for them, and they can in turn talk to each other on oh. that Facebook page. So there's no outside people, uh, only them. And once even once my parents, their their 
student athlete graduates, unfortunately, they kicked out of the group. (laughs) I feel like, okay, sorry, you got to go, you know, because it is for the current, you know, we we want, you know, nothing going anywhere. This is all for current, uh, for the current players' families. (laughs) That's cold. Uh, well, it's you, not cold. They understand. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you over they the understand. Deal. It's got to be. You got to keep it on the up because you can't have. Again, now I have to because NC2A rules. Then their child is now an alum. They can also be a booster. So I can't have a booster and an alum now participating in the group with up and coming student athletes. So I keep it on the up and up. So I have to tell my parents, I'm sorry, I, I have to let you go. But I still keep in I still keep in contact with those parents. It's just now, I keep in contact with them a different way. So I mean, I've, I've talked to, I've got parents that that will call me up and tell me, okay, yeah, so and so is getting ready to get married, you know. So they keep me abreast of what's going on still. All right, all right, uh, Nadia, Nadia, which which island was it that you said you came came from? Uh, came to the United from States Trinidad. from Trinidad. Trinidad is the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Oh wow! Okay, um, talk to me a little bit about how you developed your love for sports because I think soccer is big there, right? If I'm not well, uh, mistaken. I did. Yeah, as a kid, I did. I played soccer and cricket. So those were those were the two sports that I I played you know started playing grow, you know growing up and then once I once I got here to uh to New York or out on Long Island I then you know you playing I played street ball just like everybody else I played with the guys I was a little <laughs> bit of a tomboy uh, so okay. I played football with the guys up until close up until high school out on you know out in the park in the street until my dad said okay nope you got to stop. <laughs> so right. He's like, you know, you're, you're getting a little bit, you know, developed here. You got to stop. But I've always been into sports. I played, I, I did uh, track when I was in, in junior high school. I played, I was on JV basketball and uh, I was on a JV softball team in uh, high school. So I've always been into sports, and yet I was also into theater. So I kind of, I kind of skirted both lines, and okay. um, but I was also a bowler. I was an avid bowler uh, since nine years old. Okay, so, so the transition. I, I, and I bowl that, now. <laughs> yeah. so, so the transition wasn't that difficult in terms of a love. No, of no. The okay. the only transition I think I had. Because for me, the the soccer and the football was eh, kind of close, but oh, um, okay. and cricket it was I could I could understand baseball because of cricket, so okay. it wasn't that the sport wasn't difficult for me to learn. I had a friend um, who uh, was uh, an academic advisor uh, for the athletic departments at uh, several universities: University of Virginia, uh, Akron University, and uh, as well at Ohio State, and. Um, being a female in that environment, even though you may have been a former athlete and, and uh, had a love for sports, uh, had to be a bit of a challenge given that it's uh, some of the sports that you're involved in and the sports that she was involved in, which was football as well, um, are male-dominated sports. Uh, how difficult was or how, how much of a challenge was it to be accepted 
by the guys uh, as a peer in that environment? I don't think, to be honest, I don't think I had that. Again, my personality is a way that I have found that I can deal with multiple. I, I have a, a knack. That's, that's my thing. I have a knack for dealing with multiple personalities at the same time. And that's what I dealt with, with dealing with 10 coaches, you know, um, and with even with the players, they're coming in, and to some extent, even with my with when I started there, I kind of treated them like if they were my my child. You know, I I do that with with even my nieces and nephews. I tell them when they come into my house, I don't care what your mom or your dad said. When you're in my house, you are mine, and that's basically how I treated the players and even the coaches. Like you're in this building, you're in here, you're mine. I'm going to make sure. You need to you do what you're supposed to do, and I'm going to look out for you, and make sure you're you're doing things the correct way. So I think because of that, I they never had a problem. I think adjusting to me. Or, okay. So and I actually I have to say they adjusted me because I was I've always been very uh, headstrong, so I was <laughs> able to stand my ground with just about anybody. Okay. So, Nadia, uh, I, I I think you were probably there when Kevin Walker played on the team uh, at, uh, at at Temple, uh, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Um, yeah, if you get any dirt on Kevin, you can share with us. You got any dirt on, I, on Kevin you can share with us? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing. My guys know whatever happened or I know of will stay with me. It has never <laughs> left. Yeah, that's one thing. Yes, I could say I could write a book, but no, those memories and and yes, there's a number of things over the years, but they will stay with me and me only. I yeah, I, well, I, I keep them when I see them, but uh-huh. um, I can do that. But no, I won't ever tell on any of them, no yeah. matter what. But for Kevin, I, Kevin wasn't a problem anyway, so there wasn't okay. anything to tell. It was All right, Dave. <laughs> I right, I'm I'm gonna turn it over to Princess and give a little girl power. Oh, come on, Precious. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, Nadia, I'm interested to find out um what's a, a game day like for you, um, in your position. What do you do to prepare the coaches or the staff? What do you do on game day? And I'm I'm talking in in, in general for football. Well, on game day um, my time will start off initially, again, that's why I said I get along with all my, my guys. I actually take a run around or walk around our tailgate or our parking lots, and I go to different areas, and I say hi, and I show my face and talk to some of the parents, and I talk to some alums, talk to some of the, the guys who who I went to school with, talk with some of the other, you know, uh, alums who were there from other sports because I knew them when when we football was housed in McGonagall Hall. So I got to know some of even the women basketball players and the crew and, and the softball players. So I got to know a lot of them. So I go around and I, I initially talk and, and if you can say, you know, saying hi and how's everybody and talking, again, talking about Temple, talk about Temple football. And then I would head inside for helping out with our recruits and parents coming in. So then I have to then switch hats and now put on that administrative style hat, you know, hat and and greet and uh, talk to the parents and get them settled in 
until um, we uh, can take them down onto the sideline. And I'm down there on the sideline, uh, not only with the parents and the recruits initially for pregame, but I'm also down there for uh, alums who are, are down on the sideline for pregame as well. So I kind of keep them in line and make sure everybody's doing what they're doing. As for the game, I get to just walk the sidelines, and at times <laughs> I talk to some of the players if they're having – if I see they're acting, you know, their head is not into it, I'd be like, hey, let you know, sometimes they need to hear from somebody else and not from their coach. Get your head back into the game. And that's basically all I do. I stay out of coach – I stay out of my coaches and my head football coaches way I let them do their job that's that's what they they need to focus on and I stay behind the scenes and okay. and I keep I do I do that I stay behind the scenes and and there've been times where I've had some talks with play they're like what are you doing you know it's like come on it's like that was okay. you know you shouldn't have done that and they'd be like yeah and I said okay let's let's get your head back into the game and let's go so you know sometimes it just okay. needs a of of personal Pep rally, personal cheerleader. My last question, because we've got to get out of the way here for another show, but we have a couple minutes. Um, Can you divulge any questions by the parents, you know, who are having recruits in for an official visit or unofficial? Um, What are some of the things that they're asking um, in 2022, 2023? Well, most, I mean, most of it is about the education. That's usually first and foremost. And then, of course, the the topic of NIL, you know, name mm-hmm. like in, in this image and likeness will come up. But most of it is really about all of them is that student athlete. What can you, you know, what what would Temple do for their students, their their sons, mm-hmm. and and that's where we we excel. I think at least at Temple, and and I guess in any school. But I'm going to be proud and say about my Temple that. Um, you know, we can definitely say, okay, this is the the major. If he has a certain major, this is what we can do. We don't we don't pigeonhole you into a major, and we have mm-hmm. a great with their visit as where there our academic people are there as well, so they can answer the questions as well to to help them out and make that decision as well as the campus. I mean, the main thing I get from a lot of parents is like, I didn't expect so much greenery. They they thought being a city school that we would be like all you know it's concrete and, mm-hmm. and brick and wow. and yet we've got grass we've got trees we've got flower you know so they're seeing all this greenery and then of course the great place of uh, Lincoln Financial being able to go down there and play in in that stadium so mm-hmm. but most most and everything I don't care if it's mom dad grandma. The first thing you want to talk about, talk, let's talk about academics. How are you going, also, how are you going to develop my child? And Very yet good. we've got Temple has a number of people in the, in the NFL, so we can definitely show them this is how we develop, but most importantly, our graduation rate. Very good. That's, Very that's good. the main thing. It's, it's, it's academics. Everything is education. Ms. Harvin, it was really just awesome hearing you and listening to you and getting to know um, and getting a start born in Trinidad and then coming yes. over here at, at nine years old. Um, we appreciate you taking time to be with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. I enjoyed it. Amen. Thank Duck and Tim? Thank, thank you, Lydia. Tell my boy, tell my boy I said hello. I surely will. He's been listening. 
<laughs> okay. All right, Hall. All right, Alan. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Have a great evening. You too. All right. Okay, we're going to get out of the way now for March Madness. We're going to talk about the biz side of it tonight with our crew, um, Will Harris, Larry Tisdale. Also, um, who else do we have? Tony Coleman and Tommy Pritchett. Can't forget those two. We'll be back here at the top of the hour. Never had it so good. 